0: whatever that means whatever
1: that means whatever that means
2: whatever that means what's up people welcome to another episode of whatever that means this is one of your co-hosts d'andra welcome ladies hey so I am facilitating today, and we are talking about beliefs. This episode was loosely inspired by Shameless Maya. Um, She's not sponsoring this episode, but hey, if you want to, Maya, right here. Um, so I watched the video that she recorded, and it was super inspirational. I was like, it would be a good conversation topic, something kind of light, uh, maybe kind of deep um so just to you guys first of all what is something that you did not believe in you know when you were younger or maybe even last year or whatever in your past uh that you do believe in now
1: mm, this is good i don't know who this shameless maya is but i really like this look her um, up on youtube
2: oh she's on youtube okay yeah youtube inst- i mean she started on youtube but she's also on instagram
1: Okay. I'm going to check out on the gram just so I can flip through her.
3: This is Jessica speaking. Um, I'm the one that's a therapist and doesn't believe in marriage. <laughs> 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 that's just going to be a running bit.
2: <laughs>
3: <laughs> my, my husband, guys, don't worry. Um <laughs> Uh yeah, no, something that I didn't believe in um even up until <laughs> a couple of months ago, that this dark, dark world has perhaps started convincing me of and just studies. Um, I did not believe that all white people are racist. Um, but the more I think about it, the more <laughs> Sandra's uh giving me finger guns, uh, the more I think about it, the more I think white people in America, if they were born and raised here are racist because they were born and raised in a racist system and perpetuate institutional inequity in our country. Oh, you wanted this to be a elect- light? <laughs> I'm
2: like, ooh, that got deep real quick.
3: Nope. <laughs> Yo,
1: uh, <laughs> you say white people, I think everybody in America is racist until yeah. further notice.
3: Sure, and there's the there's the argument that um, minorities can't be racist because racism involves um, power, like holding power, and using power to um, keep another people group subjugated. Yeah. but I think mm-hmm. as a Black American, I definitely keep other people groups subjugated. Um, they just happen to be outside of my country, or inside my yeah. country. Um
2: yeah, I I think. I think it's more of like minorities can't be systemically racist, you know, like having systems in place that keep certain minority groups oh. in certain spaces, but they can definitely be personally racist for sure. I well, no, so. and, I'm, and I'm
3: saying I contribute to systemic racism, just not of necessarily Black people, um, but through capitalism, right? Like I'm a part of systems that continue to disenfranchise and make the quality of life um, worse for other people. Like are so you still going to get your nails done
1: wow, 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 and buy wow. all this stuff? Go to the movies?
2: Wait, I need more. How so, Jessica? Yeah,
3: in particular, I'm
2: thinking, so the big
3: thing I have towards white people right now is like, your are inaction, your silence is violence, right? But I know that Mexican American children are being detained a couple of hundred miles away from me illegally, well, legally, but illegally, inhumanely, and yet I live my life um, privileged, right, to not have to worry about that or not advocate for that, yet it's something that I know and am silently complicit in, in the same way that white people know, you know, the systems that run disadvantage black people, but they're complicit because it's just easier to be. Yeah, that's good. And then financially as well too, right? Yes, indeed especially in our increasingly global society, like the products that I buy are not mindfully bought. And so I'm supporting all of these systems of exploitative labor, um, yeah, uh, corrupt business practices, all those things. So no one's handbook clean, I guess. Ooh, that's good.
2: Anyone else wanna answer this question?
0: Hey, Jessica, I, my answer was counseling. <laughs> oh. <laughs> okay. Because growing up, they only put on TV like counseling is for people who like are going through stuff. Mm-hmm. But everyone goes through stuff, so counseling should not be this taboo thing that everyone should be afraid of. Hey, good answer. Spread the spread the word, my sister. Come on. Yep,
1: mm-hmm. that was good. I feel the and same. Then, like,
0: and then relationships, right? It doesn't have to be human relationships. Like it could be relationship with the workplace, relationships with like white supremacy, relationships mm-hmm. with like racism, you know?
2: Um, I'm gonna answer because Kira's <laughs> stuff in her face right now. <laughs> um, my- She can't be on Zoom it's without that... eating. <laughs> it's impossible. It's my first time uh, to eat breakfast. <laughs> Uh, thing something that I did not believe in or struggled with to, to struggle to believe in that I do now is the openness of other people's beliefs um, like I used to be super close-minded and I think a lot of that has to do with the church culture I grew up in and the conservative uh, Texas uh, state that I grew up in and uh, a big portion of my family is very conservative so All of that in my upbringing um, made me see the world in a very minimalized view. Um, And just as I've become an adult and then especially moving to California, uh, I've just seen that the world is so much bigger than our own neighborhood and people believe and do and feel and think differently from me. And that's okay. And that's okay.
3: Yeah, good answer.
2: Yeah,
1: absolutely. Um, I, I was gonna say something similar to D, like just in the sense of, I used to believe in black and white and like strict paradigms of black and white, but now like things are super gray Um, The older I get, the more I used to find safety in, like, this is good, this is bad, this is good, this is bad. But now I'm, like, finding more safety in the gray area. And that might be me giving giving up in some ways, but it also could just be growth as a human, like Dee was saying. Mm
3: -hmm.
2: So then on the flip side of that, you guys, what is something that you used to believe in that now you're like, nah? (laughs) <laughs> i've changed but my mind
0: adults are perfect and always have all the answers
2: absolutely really?
0: Say that again. like and like when i answered this question i imagined myself as the little girl you know growing up and figuring out why the heck like what the heck is going on here like but hurt people hurt people they do indeed yes. and like parenting there is no book like there is no, there's lots perfect of things. formula. No, there's, what I'm saying is there's no perfect formula to parent, right? Like I can't, you know, parent another person's kid, right? You mm-hmm. gotta figure it, you just gotta figure it out, man. Yeah. Like figure it out every day. And like literally, um, I would say like lower your expectations or just put away the expectations that you have for your parents. Yeah. Because you will get hurt every time.
2: Yeah. To kind of piggyback that, I thought old my response was that thirty was old. Like that was my old belief.
1: (laughs) Look at us now,
2: (laughs) girl. I had this image that by thirty I was going to be knee deep in my career, changing Mm. the world. I was going to be married with like two point five kids. Come on, and only one of those things are true. (laughs) And, (laughs) And also, like, there's not this magic age where your life is all together whatever that means and i'm doing air quotes because your definition of, of success is so subjective subjective right um so i don't think there's a magic age anymore i don't think that i still do struggle with the idea that uh, i'm late on some things
1: mm-hmm, but mm-hmm.
2: but god's grace right yes <laughs> we'll still work on, we'll still work on that
1: no absolutely i'm like yes um i think one of the ideas that i had coming up is like perfection i i want to i'm gonna say perfection but as an artist like just presenting a completed product and th- like realizing that there is no there is a hard thing to let go of and so like there is no such thing as there there is no such thing as like complete we're always in progress. And I think for me as a person, like just as a person, I would recluse myself and move. Like if I'm struggling or going through something, you won't see me, I will ghost. And I still do that, I struggle with that too. I'm trying to be like more present with people and allowing them to see me imperfect and not done. Um, But if I'm struggling with something, my first let me go be by myself. Until I figure this out, put myself under construction, put my life under construction until I figure this part out. Once I figure it out, I'm back. Hey, ain't nothing wrong. What's up? How we doing? But like the idea that failure is something to be hidden, or weakness is something to be hidden, or incompleteness is something to be hidden, is something that I'm moving out of and moving into a space of like let me showing my failure is good showing my weakness is good it creates space for me inside of relationships and as an artist like i think it it just helps me create more because i think as an artist i get really um like stuck on in my art needs to be this way it needs to be complete it doesn't need to have any flaws and It doesn't need to have any flaws, but but that's what makes it art, is that it is flawed, and we are all flawed, and people can relate to it. And I started writing poems about it last night, about um, uh, the need to share my flaws on a stage so that people... This is the rough draft. See, look at that. I'm already working on it. I'm sharing rough drafts with people. This is the rough, rough, woof. This is the rough draft. I sound like my nieces, they're like three. (laughs) Ours are very hard. Don't know why I'm doing this. Uh, The, uh, this is what I got so far. (laughs) I could write a million songs and fill out all my pages, but if I never put on a show, how will they know how to sing along? We can find each other on stages, together remind ourselves of life on the floor, the highs and lows of every song we will know and sing along that's what i have so far and just that idea of
2: girl the first line alone i was like yes how would they know how would they know (laughs) that's so good
1: thanks y'all appreciate it i'm sweating being vulnerable makes me sweat um but yeah that's that's me failure
3: (laughs) Yeah, something that I used to believe in that I don't anymore or I'm trying to let go of. Also, this is Jessica Hay. Um, I bu- I think I used to believe in like unconditional loyalty, but more and more. Oh,
2: no, come, sure. come on. Come on. on
3: oh. We We're sat here, We're here. talking about something today. Ooh. Yes, I used to believe in unconditional loyalty, Sandra. Mm-hmm. You hearing me? <laughs> we got to get this video um <laughs> start recording our video too there's so many bits that are missed like <laughs> when y'all can't see us anyway it's fun um no i'm starting to learn like my presence is a privilege like my attention my time my heart my ideas my thoughts of you are my a privilege. god and I do not have to give it out lightly, and I will not give it out lightly because it's finite. And so the people who you know decide that they are untrustworthy or don't want to do a type of work that's essential to like being intimate with me, you can't be intimate with me. Period. A period. <laughs> Thanks, Sandra. Um, so that's a huge thing for me this year. Um, speaking of Sandra, yours about uh, you know discovering that parents aren't perfect. You know, I had to have that hard conversation about my father, like, you don't get me just because of these rules of loyalty or these rules of, um, what should, um, there are conditions to being close to me. And if you don't meet those conditions, I have to love myself, even if you're not going to.
2: That's real, man. Super real.
3: Well, that's all that we have today for you guys.
2: (laughs) We're going to go cry now. <laughs> um, moving right along, I wanted to know what is something that you want to believe in, but it scares you, or something that you may be struggling to believe in?
3: Marriage. Um,
2: <laughs> speak on it.
3: <laughs> it's a I little can't. bit of a joke. It's a little bit of a joke. Okay. So guys, as y'all know, I am a, I am a couples therapist. <laughs> like, so this running joke of me not being believing in marriage is kind of a joke. And I get to see a really dark side um, of the way that people who have committed to one, each, one another hurt each other so, so bad. And Jessica Guillory hates pain, especially relational trauma. And so for me, I never, ever, ever want to give my heart to somebody or put myself in a situation where some nigga can come around and do me dirty. I don't know. So that's, that's obviously a raw, like, in process, you know, place in my life. I want, I want to believe that love is real and that humans can stick together and, you know, forgive one another and try again and grow together. But I be seeing and hearing some shit, some <laughs> shit, um, yeah. and it just makes a girl cynical. Yeah, I feel yeah, the same way. Yeah,
1: here. No, I just feel the same way. Like mm-hmm. I'm not a, I'm not a counselor, but just hearing from other people, like to believe in love is hard and scary.
3: Even if you just got home, girls, they be telling stories. Yes. Yeah. and the longer we live, the Kind of
1: years of uh, secondhand trauma. Come on, yes. I'm. I'm saying that's. I'm exaggerating, y'all. It's. It's not trauma. Oh. We're okay. We're okay. It's a real thing, though. Sandra, you were saying, girl.
0: Yeah. No, I was gonna say believing and trusting in people to fight for racial justice. Right.
3: Um,
0: like we were just talking about the other day. I think it was yesterday. I think Kira just Jessica, we were talking on the phone. Mm. And. Kind of like what Kira said, like, everyone um, is racist until proven otherwise. Um, you're not an ally until proven otherwise. Uh, you're not a safe place until proven otherwise. So, beat. yeah. And, like, through my experience, white people have created, like, this code that they have. And the code is, part of the code is kindness, right? Like, if you're, mm-hmm nice to people then i guess i mean you're showing me you're nice to me you're showing me that you're loving and you're caring for me but only for certain things right Mm -hmm. so if i talk to you about certain things that hurt me right such as racism and you're part of the problem that maintains the racism come on maintained um yeah, you're nice until, you know, I'm calling it out within you, but you don't want to receive it. I'm calling out the biases that you have. And we all have biases, right? Mm-hmm, but
1: absolutely.
0: whenever we talk about it, it's like, no, actually, no, I feel attacked. And then gaslighting comes and you make yourself the victim. But I'm trying to tell you how I feel. Ugh. Um, And then everyone gets hurt. All parties involved. So... Wow um which is scary in itself yeah this is sandra yeah <clears throat> and i'm leaving sandra felt
2: <laughs> i I totally co-signed on that too man man uh what it also brought up in me is on a more personal note uh i want to believe that i can be a part of something or directly create something that has never been done before um specifically so i've been working in healthcare for about eight years now and maybe about four years ago i started getting the notion that i didn't want to do this for the rest of my life but i just didn't know what that was going to look like or what direction god was taking me in um and it wasn't until maybe the end of last year that i Firmly said, I am not going to grad school for what I thought I was going to go to for what I thought I was going to go for ever since high school, Um, and and really go on this journey of like God showing me what my my true purpose is. Yeah, Um, and it's scary because I don't feel like I'm a natural like entrepreneur type spirited person. Like I enjoy structure yeah, I enjoy structure. I enjoy security and safety and knowing like where my next dollar is going to come from. But at the same time, I know that like, I don't want to be a nine to five forever. And I do believe that I am creative. And I just Mm -hmm. think that there is so much more for me out there to do. Um, and I feel God nudging me in certain directions um, that I'm not going to speak on just yet because uh, it's between me and God right now. But uh, I'm really excited to see where this goes, but I'm also very, very nervous because uh, I want to do something completely different. Uh, so, yeah.
1: Ooh,
3: Dee! Yeah, that's exciting.
1: First of all, you are entrepreneur spirit. You put this whole thing together. Mm-hmm. What was it
2: well thanks guys
1: mm-hmm. no nah, bro you're in there doing the hiking group you about to facilitate all these different things bro like you about to do this thing
2: all these different ventures you're in hey side note this is kind of like a low-key pat on my back <laughs> I ran into some of the uh people behind this company that we want to partner with randomly at the post office yesterday and Lee was like, go up there and just introduce yourself and I was like, I don't know what to say. And so he helped <laughs> me. He kind of like helped me. He was like, hey, this is my wife, blah, blah blah And I talked to them and afterwards I was like, baby steps, baby steps. Like Yeah It was it was great. Uh getting out of my comfort zone. It doesn't feel good at the time, but it feels good afterwards.
3: Yeah, you better do it girl. <laughs> wow land of opportunity la man you better do
1: it i'm so excited you got a little thank nudge you don't you, your man. opportunity took your chances talking to folk, folks you need to talk to schmoozing
3: rubbing elbows <laughs> <laughs>
2: um, was everyone, did everyone get a chance to speak? Mm-hmm. I don't want to. Okay. Um, so this brings us to what is something or several somethings that defines the true essence of who you are as far as your beliefs? What do you think ladies?
1: Woo. Uh, for me, uh, <clears throat> I think like just the idea that I'm supposed to trust God is honestly my main the thing that defines me. And I know that's weird for the non-religious people to be like, why are you letting this outside entity? Well, I don't know what y'all be thinking. Whatever. Um, or maybe you think it's totally fine. Uh, but for me, me and God are a thing. And that defines like who I am in my life. And, like, I really, a litmus test for if I'm doing okay is, like, hey, do I trust God? And if I don't, for whatever reason, I see it pop up in different spaces in my life. Like, because trusting God for me, that's my center. That's, like, my base for, like, being healthy and well and operating well in the world. When I don't trust God, it shows up in unhealthy practices and unhealthy relationships with people. So like, if I'm falling off with God or like just trying to do my own thing, like trying to take care of myself beyond my means to take care of myself is what I mean by do my own thing. Um, Then I end up being real short with all my friends around me. I start cutting people off left and right. I start um, drinking real hard and I start like crying a lot. (laughs) Those are my like signs like, Hey, you're not doing okay, friend. You need to, you got to reorient (laughs) some kind of way. And I think for me, that belief that I will be taken care of by this person, by God, is really helpful for me in the orientation of like, not only will I be taken care of, but I'm in this relationship with. So it's not like I have to be sinless. Well, like he'll get me there, whatever. but I think it gets overwhelming when I think to myself, like, oh, I got to be perfect and, and then I can show up with God. It's like, nah, you just got to trust that dude. Um, like, like I would trust you guys. Like, if I'm falling apart or, like, not really showing up really well, it doesn't mean I don't show up. I just show up unwell. <laughs> and Like, just what that comes with and just hope that there's forgiveness and grace and kindness still there. And even if there isn't at the time, like later there will be because of the relationship that we have, like, it'll still be okay. And so that's kind of how, like, I show up with God too. And me having that relationship gives me confidence to have kind of my relationships in the world. And and even in life, like, if I fail, it's okay because God still loves me. <laughs> that's
2: good.
0: Kiara stole my answer, so i'm I'm just gonna think of another answer here.
2: No, nah, say your own.
1: <laughs> say it your way. It might be different from how I'm saying it.
2: Mine is my black, my blackness. Uh, I don't think my blackness defines the essence of who I am, but it's something that I am truly proud of, uh, specifically my dark skin. Uh, Come so on. I'm, I'm a darker, c- darker complected black woman for those of you Come who may on, not man. know me uh, and I get my color from my mom and growing up, my two sisters, they get their color from our dad. So they're more uh, brown and a nice, a nice brown. Um, but I look just like my mom as far as my skin tone. And she always uh, made sure that I was proud of the color of my skin. Um, And it's been something that I've always been proud of. I never had the, I never had an issue with colorism, um, growing up. Like it's just, it was always just reinforced in our house. Um, something else on a lighter note that I think of is my smile. Like me and my sisters and my mom all have the same smile. So
1: the exact same. Oh my gosh.
3: (laughs) So when I
2: smile, we show all of our teeth all of them Um, my shiny teeth and me (laughs) it's just a fun reminder to me that like I'm representing the women in my family like when I smile like because we all have that commonality with each other um and there was something else I wrote down uh oh and my name so another thing my name is Deidre not Deidre not Deandra. not Deirdre not Deidre (laughs) Deidre And that's also something I've always been very, very proud of. And uh, I have no problem uh, telling people the correct pronunciation of my name. And uh, my mother has never had a problem (laughs) correcting people on the pronunciation of my name. Period. Um, and I think because of that, I'm a, I'm a stickler for names in general. Like when it comes to other people, when I hear people mispronouncing other people's names or trying to give them a quick nickname because they don't want to say it because they think it's hard. I'm like, no, that's your name. We're going to call you by your name or whatever you want to be called. But I think names are just so important and they're, they're who, who you are. are. I mean, they're a big part of who you are. Um, so that's my spiel.
1: That's good, man. You better be black. I'm gonna send you a poem later. Please do. Okay, I have my answer now.
0: Hit it, y'all. Y'all ready for this one? Mhm. Ten minutes left. Okay, I'll 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 talk fast. So, um, I would say in this pandemic, right? Because I'm I'm still trying to figure myself out throughout <laughs> this pandemic. <laughs> um. Um, speaking my truth and progression has been huge for me and it does not like have to be like full on whenever you speak your truth, like you could just gradually do it until you're completely comfortable while you're like navigating through the different systems that you're in. And that's including family, right? Cause family, hmm, yeah, that's just, that's another day. Um, but also saying no, like an example of speaking your truth, like in, in its and bits, would be saying no and not apologizing for it. And Kira oh. has been telling me that too um, from time to time, because when you do apologize, you're kind of like self sabotaging. And let's not, because Black people have been self sabotaging since the beginning of time, right? So let's just not. Let's, let's unlearn. Not and let's do that okay all right
1: i forgot i told you that i was like wow that's
0: really good i need to do that in my life
1: (laughs) i need to say no without apology it's a cycle
0: (laughs) yeah you literally told me no is a complete sentence
2: it is a complete i was gonna say that no is a complete sentence period with no explanation
0: yeah just say no and if people say well why
3: just no like you don't even yeah. have to explain yourself to people. Yeah, one of the most beautiful um, affirmations I've ever encountered is setting boundaries does not require another person's approval or understanding. Oh, that's good. Was that in that boundaries book that I scanned? No. Okay. Um, I'll take my turn with a belief that I feel like is core to me <laughs> and mine is really like ephemeral, so y'all's were real like nice and concrete, but it's fine. I truly believe that everything is interconnected, and like everything is imbued with like beauty and meaning somehow, mm-hmm. um, and that it's only limited by like my ability to perceive it. Ooh, and I kind of yes, kind of, yeah. I kinda look at the human life as like increasing capacity to perceive the divine, like in Ooh. London. Yeah. And so <laughs> you can tell that I'm not doing okay if I'm saying stuff like, it doesn't matter, I don't matter, nothing matters, you know, because that's so central like to me when I'm thriving. Like everything matters, everything's important, like everything's something,
1: you know. So. Mm, okay, good note. Good to know because I'd be like, it doesn't matter so I can move on to the next
3: thing, but your doesn't matter means you're stuck. That life is meaningless, yeah, and then I'm frozen and scared. Yeah.
1: So okay. <laughs> it's fight or flight or freeze. I'm a flight. The so boat. I'll be like, it doesn't matter so I can run and lose the baggage mm-hmm. and I'll figure it out later. Yours is like, oh I'm froze because you be freezing.
3: Yeah yeah stay in bed nothing's important you know
1: wow
2: wow how are we doing on time
3: we have right, five minutes, minutes.
2: You, should we close here yeah uh, maybe that's good- our next question can be third oh okay i feel um, like it's what? good we can close out i feel like
1: we ended on a good note
2: yeah um well yeah thank you guys for listening uh so i just want to challenge you guys to think about these on your own and have these conversations with people that you trust just about what what defines you as a person what are your core beliefs what are those things that scare you what are those things that wants to find you wants to find you but you're like that's not who i am anymore
0: Mm -hmm. Um,
2: because how we present ourselves to the world is is everything and it's how people know how to treat us so uh, hope you guys enjoy. Thank you so much, ladies. Uh, any closing remarks?
1: No, this is really good. Thank you Can for we... challenging us to think about yeah. ourselves and how we're
3: entering into the world. Sure. Uh, I wanted, oh. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh. Gosh. I wanted to say, um, as you're asking these questions to people or answering these questions for the people that you trust, uh, don't be afraid to speak to be known and to listen to understand.
2: Yeah. Um, as always, you can send us any comments or questions to our email at whateverthatmeans.us at gmail.com uh, and we will respond quickly as quickly as possible uh, and write and review on apple podcast i think you can also do that on spotify i'm not too sure actually but please do that it helps us only give people. us five stars only five stars
1: only five stars only <laughs>
2: all right guys until next time okay thanks guys. love y'all see y'all